MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Hour number two. Femi and Bebefe hanging out here at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. i got my cronies hanging behind me as well, uh, behind the glass here. Now, we've got some fun people over here at the South Point, as always, on the weekends. James Salinas out in Colorado. James doesn't have as many people waving behind him. He's got a nice VEASAN logo and the whole setup there at home. Uh, before we get into the college football to start hour two here, James, wanted to ask you about the baseball game going on in Queens between the Braves and the Mets starting in about nine minutes. The Mets minus 135. The favorites, the Braves plus 110 total sitting at nine and is juice to the under. Yeah, I think you have to look at the, the issue here is that you're going to have a double header here. So what is it going to look like from the lineup mm-hmm. perspective? And Jake Odorizzi now with the Atlanta Braves coming over from Houston and, you know, mm-hmm. coming off the injured list and getting a few starts, but now making his first start now in the National League and having to go face this Mets lineup. The issue for me here, I know he had a really good start his last outing against the Seattle Mariners, did Odorizzi, but it's going to be hot and humid out there in Queens. We know that. And and thinking about where this stands for Odorizzi, man, it, it, and, and I get it, I'm – Folks perspire out there. It's hot, but I don't know how long he lasts, Femi. Seriously, this dude just drenches and drips, and I think his – I was looking at a pitcher prop for him. Can he actually sustain? I know they're going to have to eat innings. Anytime you're having a doubleheader, that's kind of the key is, all right, well, what is the 
what is the plan for both of these pitchers for this staff? But it's sitting at 15 and a half, and it's actually because we're looking at pitcher props again because I'm not going to get involved with the with the side here. I'd probably be looking. I mean, it's a dollar 35. We know that Braves lineup found themselves last night, and it's a great lineup. I'd like probably the total here at nine because I think we're going to get into that Braves bullpen mm-hmm. early. I don't think Odorizzi gets five innings, and it's juiced to that. He doesn't go past five innings. I think that's his max today. His total is sitting as far as his outs are concerned, 15 and a half. It is juiced a quarter minus a dollar twenty-five, but that's the way I go. Odorizzi is just going to be sweating bullets out there. You watch the game, you'll see him be perspiring ever. I don't think he lasts <laughs> longer than that. Even though they have a doubleheader and they need to have some innings, I don't think it's on Odorizzi to have to get that done. Plus, the Mets can tag him around a little bit too. I like his player prop total to go under fifteen and a half outs in this first game. Yeah, I want to put up a prop of who sweats more during a New York sporting event: oh. Jake Odorizzi or Patrick Ewing from back in the day. Oh. <laughs> That's exactly what he looks like if you have it. Man, he's just dying. I feel bad for the dude, man. Some guys, it's just in their glands. It's how it is. Nothing personal. But you are just you just know how how hot and humid yeah. it is out there. Can he go beyond five? I don't know. They're going to have to have a whole new set of baseballs when he's done because he pretty much soaked them all for having this, with the grip that he's going to have on that ball. Yeah. I guess it's good for the skin. Open up the pores there. It keeps you glowing and keeps you young. Uh, Jake Odorizzi. Didn't think we'd be talking about the, uh, the glands and the sweating of Jake Odorizzi today on the show but hey, you know everything what? and anything to find an edge for handicapping especially when it comes to baseball or in the dog days of august family we're counting down <laughs> the days of the nfl so sometimes you got to look even deeper when it comes to finding an edge somewhere so we can get into glands and <laughs> and, and the gloss that we see from a pitcher like odorizzi let's move on next topic <laughs> yeah, absolutely love it let's move on to college football school is almost in session here college football the betting guide is out over at Vison, like we've said all week long make sure to get to the betting guide if you want to win at college football this year, you got to be a subscriber to get the college football betting guide. So subscribe to VEASAN, get the all-access. You can see us not only just hearing us, you can see us in all our wonderful graphics that help along with following along with all this actionable information here. So the college football betting guide is something that is a must-have. Over 300 pages, win totals, Heisman, power ratings, team profiles, you name it, it's in there. Go ahead and subscribe. But let's get to our college football Would You Rather And this is a game of which ticket would you rather have? The first prop here, courtesy of our producer, Britton Hessen, is uh, Britton (laughs) Britton Hess, I should say. (laughs) Combined his last name and his first name there. Um, But would you rather have a Clemson to win the ACC minus 125 ticket or an Alabama to win the SEC at minus 140? Alabama. I mean, why – not only because of Alabama, we know just another year for it. Let's just call it what it is. For me, I'm definitely going to be, I'm more, my, my handicap's better suited to professional football on Sundays as opposed to the professional football that we see played out on Saturdays, which is in name, the national, you know, the NCAA football. But we know it's a, this is big business, multi-dollar, mm-hmm. million-dollar business that it is. And Alabama leads the way with that and have been very influential as far as their, their winning ways for, gosh, how long has it been since we've seen with Nick Saban and just what this team is. We know how good they are. And the SEC, best conference in college football. But the other side with Clemson, I think the question marks for Clemson are question marks at the quarterback's spot and what is it going to look like offensively not only for 
the the Clemson Tigers at the quarterback position to move the football consistently, but both coordinators gone, not only on the offensive side, and Venable's gone on the defensive side too. Does that mean Debo actually has to coach? Because we know a lot of times <laughs> these teams are built through recruiting. Yeah. Right? It's not about the X's and O's. It says we just put out a better talent with level of talent on our roster than your teams. And yeah, occasionally you see the upsets with those better teams and fall back. But, you know, I think get, get, Clemson's a team that everybody's gunning for, and I just I don't think they're the best team in the ACC. And just a lot of question marks for me, like we talked about at the quarterback spot, as well as now new coordinators having to come in. And Debo, what is that going to look like for, for him having to actually coach this year, potentially beyond just being the recruiter that he is? Uh, to me, it's I'd rather have the ticket on Bama because there's no question marks for me of what we know with Alabama, the best college football professional team in the nation. <laughs> yeah, college football professional team. I like the way you put that there because it is like a professional pro- program that they're running out there in Tuscaloosa and I'd agree with you as well Alabama minus 140 is what I'd rather have just because I look at it from the perspective of Alabama is very likely to get to Atlanta to this SEC title game minus 140 from a point spread standpoint probably converts to about three and a half I think they'll be laying more than three and a half when we get there even if it's Georgia that's awaiting them in that SEC title game from the Eastern Division Alabama is just a notch above the rest of the teams in the SEC, Georgia included. So Bama minus 140, I think, to me, would be the play. I'd rather have that versus Clemson minus 125. Clemson has the talent, but the quarterback situation, there's too much uncertainty. DJ Ui Ungalale, last year we saw he disappointed. Maybe the Klubnik kid can unseat him, and he's maybe like a Trevor Lawrence type of prospect, but I don't want to bet into that at minus money just yet here. The next one I want to throw at you here, James. Oklahoma to win the Big 12 plus 200 or USC to win the Pac-12 at the same price of plus 200. Which one would you rather have? Oh, gosh. This is where it gets difficult because you – New coaching staff. We just talked about Venables with Clemson. Well, now he's going to be running the OU program, mm-hmm. uh, going back there now as the head coach. And just the, you know, the, you have a whole new set of players. And that's, you know, you, I know in the past it was, well, how many returning starters are coming back for each team? I don't know if that and I'll ask you this, Femi, I don't know how much, how important that is anymore with returning starters. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be the starters yeah. going into this year from from years past because of the transfer portal. I think it's more important. I, I mean, you, you want to know that. You want to have a balance to say, all right, we know, depending on what the transfer portal looked like for those teams and those returning starters, are they actually going to be starting this year? Now, that does give you some depth when it comes to injuries if some of those starters are not going to be and they've been usurped by some of the transfer portal kids coming over and I think for for both of these teams there's just a lot of question marks for these coaches now you're going to have Venables the, as the head coach at Oklahoma and a lot of things that transpire short period of time to have to go and, and he's familiar with OU but uh, and same thing there with the OU coach now in US you know now at USC mm-hmm. and then I think the other thing with the the probably the bigger distraction I think I'd I guess I'd probably rather go with the the OU side because I just don't like teams that have a lot of distractions off the field and you know a lot of talent, a lot of transfers over to USC as well. But anytime you're the, that is a team that is not going to be in the Pac-12 much longer, right? Two years and they're out of there. Well, what does that look like for the rest of that conference? And that, to me, that just puts a target. And USC already had a target, but I think that target just gets bigger now from all mm. of their opponents all season long and all the questions that the team is going to have to field. And it's really the coaching staff dealing with that. But again, I just don't like going with teams that have a lot of distractions. Doesn't mean that they can't handle it. Doesn't mean that they can't get through it and be better for it. Maybe that toughens them up mentally and, and they can put all those aside and it makes them a better team potentially. But I don't want to bet on potential of what that looks like when we're talking about having a deal with off 
off-field distractions. I just feel like that is a big distraction going forward for USC for the next two years in the Pac-12 and obviously for this season as well. Yeah, if this was one of those seven-on-seven high school showcase tournaments, uh, I would back USC at plus 200. But in real football, the game is played in the trenches, and USC is a little bit weak in the trenches. So it would be Oklahoma for me at plus 200. This one is a national title prop, this next one here, James. Ohio State to win the national title at plus 350, or the defending champion Georgia Bulldogs at the same price to win the national title. Which ticket would you rather have? Well, I'd rather have the better number. I think I know you got a better number with Ohio State, mm-hmm. but I'd rather have the better number. But for this exercise here, it's Ohio State because there's no guarantee, and I don't think Georgia gets back to the title game. So you're betting on not only for Georgia to win the national title, you're betting on them to even be in the national title game. And we'll see how the final four figures out. Most likely they'll probably be in that final four. But I think Ohio State, to me, it just feels like it's this showdown in the the ranks of the you know the the prof- professional ranks of college football that it's going to be Ohio. <laughs> Ohio State, and I've, you already set a wake-up call for me when you're going to buzz me when we get to that date in January of the national title game, when it is Ohio State taking on Alabama <laughs> yeah. for to, to be the crown champion for 2022 into 2023. I just think it's Ohio State. I don't trust Georgia. 15 players drafted from last year's championship team that are now being paid being paid legitimately as professional football players on the Sunday league as opposed to the Saturday league like they were before uh, I think it I don't think that they get there it's just yeah they reload but not like Alabama and not like Ohio State I think that we're destined to see that matchup in the finals so I if I'm getting a rather I'd rather have Ohio State because I think they will have that opportunity to win because they will be in the title game as opposed to Georgia who I don't think will get there yeah, Georgia's been hanging around this plus 350 price for much of the summer here. I thought that the prices should have been flipped when Ohio State was at 6-1, to 5-1, to one, the numbers that I got. I thought that's where Georgia should have been to win the national title, 6-1, to 5-1, to one, just based on a lot of the guys that they lost there. And like you, they're going to have to prove it to me if they're going to be one of these reloading kind of teams like Alabama. The recruiting has been off the charts for the Bulldogs, but I want to see it before I get invested. Ohio State, in my opinion best team in the country. I think they're going to win the national title. So many weapons on the offensive side of the ball there. And with Jim Knowles, now a defensive coordinator from Oklahoma State, I think that they can just be good enough to where that offense carries them to the national championship. All right. On the other side, too high, too low. Turn our attention back to the NFL. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted out specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. So visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe rolling along here at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out in Colorado here. James doing a little double dip with us this weekend. Much appreciated here on a morning action um, like we mentioned, we're not going to get into what we're going to be doing later this evening, but you know, it's a, it's a free open evening for my man, James Salinas today here on August 6th, but let's get back to too high, too low in the NFL. We discussed the bucks, Jags and the bills. And just to recap, you're leaning toward the under on all three of those win totals, the bucks and the bills at 11 and a half, the Jags at six and a half, maybe Jacksonville an alternate win total under, or maybe an adjusted win total under once we get into the season here. Uh, but I want to ask you about the New York Jets. This win total opened at five and a half. 
earlier this offseason. I think there was even some fives hanging around in the market. Now we're sitting at seven and a half, James. The New York Jets, seven and a half, the win total, gain green, a lot of optimism after free agency and the draft. Zach Wilson going into year two. Is this too high or too low for the New York Jets? It's, it is too high. There's, there's too many. I know they've made some improvement, a lot of new faces and a lot of potential on paper, but you know the game's going to be played on the field, and that I need to see it play out. I don't want to bet on potential. I want to bet on what I feel confident about, whether it's one way or the other, and I feel more confident that it's going to take this Jets team time to be able to find themselves offensively, and I'm not, I'm not a Zach Wilson guy. This is not somebody – we talk a lot about him – we, you know, you know where I come from when it comes to the intangibles of leadership mm-hmm. and character and the and the quality of being that face of that franchise to to lead a team to not only be competitive but to have to go win and exceed that win total there like you're talking about it's just Wilson just doesn't bring that for me it's somebody that, that you know he's lived a different lifestyle than a lot of these <laughs> other guys and doesn't necessarily mean that because you've you know you've been counting money all your life that you can't get out there and be a competitive guy but it's just not somebody that strikes me as as a leader in the National Football League he even saw that when he was in college was that was that a couple of years ago during the pandemic and he had to go down to Co- was it coastal, coastal I think, Carolina that he they, they, right they, they, BYU and all the- they rattled him a little uh, bit there. Oh, absolutely they did. Well, and you saw the game plan for Coastal. It was like, we're going to hit him and keep hitting him. It was the old Ray Al Davis, the quarterback must go down. He must go down hard. Man, did they get <laughs> after him. And really, and, you know, some of it was cheap, but that was the intent going into the game for a, mm-hmm. a, a smaller school like Coastal. And just saw him really get rattled and, and lose his poise within that, too. And, you know, if you do that against a team like Coastal Carolina <laughs> in the professional ranks of college football on Saturdays, you know that's definitely an issue in the NFL. I need to see it first. I know the offensive line has definitely made some improvements. We'll see if Becton can can uh, stay out of the drive-through lane and avoid Matt Human's <laughs> top 50 fast food power <laughs> rankings and lose some weight and be consistent there on the right side because he's going to have to learn a whole new side from going to left and right. That's the question mark for the offensive line. I think that's by far the strength of this team on any either side of the ball within the units uh, of of the roster is the offensive line. It is a, uh, at least a, a very on paper a very good offensive line. You got some veterans in there as well. But I need to see it first from the the quarterback side because they're going to have to score. This is still going to be a defense that is going to find ways to give up. I know they brought some veterans in on the back end for that for the safeties, and they needed to. That was a team that just could never get off the field on third down. Uh, the 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 key the the best part of that team was their pass rush and their front four. Uh, but lot to be desired at the at the linebacker position. I think this is still a, a by far, of course, it is a. a work in progress. If it wasn't for the Jacksonville Jaguars, we'd be talking about the dysfunction of the Jets year in and mm-hmm. year out. And we have been for how long, Femi? Since the it's been a bad franchise off the field, ownership all the way down. Nah, that kind of sets the tone, doesn't it? Yeah, so uh, seven and a half is the alternate win total. Six and a half is the true one. But even at six and a half, to me, I think we've gone a yeah. little bit too far with this New York yeah. Jets team. Uh, because I look at the schedule and where are the seven wins coming from? You, I mean, look at the start of this schedule here, James. Hosting the Baltimore Ravens right now, your six-point favorites as we sit here in August. Maybe that even ticks up to six and a half by week one. At the Browns, you'll be a dog. Hosting the Bengals, you'll be a dog. Dog at the Steelers. Dog hosting the Dolphins. Dog at the Packers. Dog at the Broncos. Dog hosting the Patriots. Dog hosting the Bills. Now, that doesn't mean they can't win some of these games just because they're underdogs. But in the first nine weeks, on all the projected spreads, they will be underdogs. 
And then coming out of the bye, guess what? You're an underdog going to New England to face the Patriots. To me, I just don't see the wins. And as much as I like this Jets team and what they did this offseason, I could never get involved on going over their win total. To me, this has to be maybe a week-to-week as they play a lot of these decent to good teams. They could be catching a lot of points. You bet on them to hopefully backdoor you some spreads there. They could be like the Detroit Lions of last year to where they win three games outright, but they cover 11 of the 17. Maybe that's how we play this Jets team. Well, and can this team stay together? That's going to be the key that mm-hmm. you mentioned the first half of the schedule. Absolutely brutal there. I, maybe Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's going through a lot of rebuild, but that's a tough environment to have to go into and win at Pittsburgh. I'm struggling to find two wins on here. That's the one thing about the Jets. But the the thing with the Jets is they are still going to be that look-ahead game. We saw that last year when they played the Bengals, right? And the Bengals lost that game. Well, I think the Bengals have that one circled this time around. We are not going to go back to New York and lose again to this Jets team. They definitely have a bad taste from last year and that loss in in New York to uh, make sure that they are coming in focused. Could they potentially be that look-ahead game for maybe a team like Green Bay or Denver? But they're go- they're playing those games on the road. I, even if they're, they, they give a half-hearted effort, which they might either in Green Bay or Denver, they, they're still not going to be able to overcome that for a full four quarters. I'm with you, Femi. Then the key is going to be you, ha- you on the Second half of the schedule, yeah, you mentioned they have to go to New England. You'll have a few winnable games there. You have home games against Chicago, Detroit, and Jacksonville, and even at Seattle, who I think is in rebuild, uh, mm-hmm. looking to, to tank this year. But that's at the last end of the season. Well, yeah. what if you're sitting there at, at two and two and nine or two and ten at that point? Is this a team that can keep themselves? Is Wilson that leader to be able to keep this team competitive and keep their mind right in there? Or are they looking for somebody else? The quarterback spot. Mm-hmm. That's the big piece there because they do. They will get off to a really hard start I don't think so I think that's potentially where not only for for the quarterback spot but the coaching staff and Robert Sala he's gonna have to do his best coaching job from a psychological standpoint when they get to that bye week because it is gonna be such a tough start can this team keep their focused and fight through all the losses that they're gonna have to pile up yeah I'm kind of the more we talk about this leaning towards betting this as an alternate under if I can find an under five and a half at plus 200 around that price I know uh BetMGM has alternate unders. Circa has alternate unders. A lot of shops have those. That's kind of where I'm leaning because this schedule, the more and more I look at it, it is absolutely brutal. Is it Britain? Is it plus 145 BetMGM? Plus 145 on an alternate under here for this Jets team. Maybe I want a little bit better of a price. I want at least plus 180 around that range. But I can, if I can find a plus 180 or better on an alternate win total under on the Jets, I think that's kind of how I strike. And then almost not really the hedge, but just because I think there will be a little bit of value to play this team week to week because they're going to be big dogs in a lot of these games. They might be even value in week one when they're hosting the Baltimore Ravens, although I'm not really trying to step in front of that Ravens Mack truck on a week one because they usually start the season fast. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, James, a team that I know you are invested in, at a, a decent price, but plus 300, is that what it is to win the NFC East? Yep. Plus 300 Correct. to win the NFC East. Their win total is setting at nine and a half. Is this too high for Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts? Well, I think for thinking about their schedule, it's not the most challenging of schedules. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason why, not only because the, I, I was making these bets before they made, I made one of a bet, one of the bets I made before they made the moves in the draft, and then the number never changed after they made the move with with trade with with Brown as well as the draft picks that they were able to acquire and the players that they added to their roster. 
uh, that's when obviously after a while it started to move. So yeah, it's nice to get ahead of the market. I don't recommend where that number is now, but not only because of what we saw out of Philadelphia, being able to change gears mid-season and say, we've got to create a new identity. Throwing the football with it hurts 35, 45 times a game is not leading and not conducive to wins. we got to take advantage of the strength of our team, which is the offensive line and the depth of our running back core, and pound the football, which they did. And I think that carries over to this year, and that's what we'll see consistently out of this Philadelphia Eagles team. I like the leadership interior on both sides of the line. A lot of veterans on both offense and defensive lines for Philly. But it was also a bet against Dallas. Your mm-hmm. team, and I yes. know it's the America's team, the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. But if you know, for the rest of the folks across America who don't consider them the, they're they're not fans of America's team and the Dallas Cowboys. It's the Dallas Cowpies, and I think that's how <laughs> this team is going to end up this year. That big, that that star on that helmet is a big target, and there's a ton of transition going on right now on the offensive line, the receiving core, you name it. With Dallas, with a long way to go with that team, they're not going to replicate the season that they had last year. And I think for Washington, plenty of distraction with their ownership as well and issues at the quarterback spot and the Giants having to work through a lot of things. To me, it was a two-team race and at 3-1, to one, that's where it was part, partially what we saw with Philly and that roster but also a bet against America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> to wrap up this Jets discussion here, because I, I agree with what you said about my Dallas Cowboys and it pains me to say that uh, the Cowboys, I don't think they're going to win the NFC East this year, but we'll see what happens. Jets I see at BetMGM under 5.5 plus 130. Alternate under six plus 200 over at Circa. All right, we'll continue our NFL discussion on the other side. This is Betting Across America. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. The College Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including trends, power ratings, and over under recommendations plus our best season win total bets Heisman hopefuls and playoff predictions the only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN all access subscriber sign up early and for a discount of $175 you'll receive the college and pro football betting guides along with full VEASAN all access all the way through the Super Bowl or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe hanging out here at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out in Colorado. We're at the halfway point, continuing our NFL discussion. A little fun game of Would You Rather or Too High, Too Low, I should say. We'll play NFL Would You Rather later on at the top of the third hour. But the uh, Too High, Too Low, starting with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Seven and a half is the win total here, James Uh, Is this too high or too low? Or maybe it's just right for Mike Tomlin in his 16th year out there in Western PA. It's too high. This is a team that I know he never had a losing season in a sense, (laughs) right? Where they've been below 500, but never's a long time, Femi. And I think this is the year that it happens. This is a a complete makeover, really. Start with the offense. We know Big Ben is gone. And you can start with, well, let's start at the offensive line. This is a very young offensive line, a very inexperienced offensive line. A couple new pieces coming in as free agents, too. So I think there's this... a lot of things with the offensive line that are concerning for me as far as just chemistry and consistency up front. This team that's going to have to r- 
run the football. They did that with Najee Harris, had over 300 carries last year. Suspect we'll see even more this year. He's going to have to be the workhorse because not only because it's a young offensive line, uh, but is Mitchell Trubisky the answer? We know he's just the Band-Aid, and that's a Band-Aid that it, the scab is really big underneath of there when you're talking <laughs> about what he's trying to cover up and cover himself up. Trubisky's going to be that guy that is a one-read quarterback. If anything, uh, you know, over the last two years, that would sports betting has been legalized here in Colorado, been able to get into the player prop market in a lot of sports, and in particular the NFL. And I think that'll be interesting to see if Trubisky is even the starter come opening day or when he sees the field for this team. I think he's going to have more rushing yards than passing yards uh, as the quarterback for Pittsburgh if, in fact, he is in there. That's just too many question marks for me. We know Trubisky's not the guy. He's a terrific runner, and I think we'll see plenty of RPOs and he and Harris, if, if it is if it is Trubisky leading the team at the quarterback spot. A lot of rushing and a lot of quick games and low-scoring games, ugly games in a sense for Pittsburgh as far as scoring is concerned. Because uh, it's just a, it's just going to be a challenge all season long. Trubisky is going to be an issue, and I think at some point you're going to see Pickett. And that's going to be Tomlin's biggest challenge this year. Because let's just dig into the schedule, Femi, and just to get started, you're going to play at Cincinnati. That's the first mm -hmm. game of the season at the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. You're coming back home to New England to have to face Bill Belichick and that team. Then you're going on a short week on the road at Cleveland. Forget about Deshaun Watson. That's going to be that game's going to be like 12 to six. It's going to be a field goal <laughs> affair. Nobody's going to score. Both teams are going to pound the football. Right? Yeah. This is going to be an ugly, uh, an ugly score. Uh, you know, ugly game to watch from a scoring standpoint. You do get the New York Jets at home. And then the last four games before you go to break and you're by at Buffalo, at Miami, at Philadelphia, Sanders for the game against Tampa Bay. And then after you're by, you get home games against New Orleans, Cincinnati, and at Indianapolis. Mm. Find me anywhere where we get more than two wins through those first, what is that? Those first, uh, what, one, two, uh, three, 11 four, games? five, six, 11 games. Can we find more? Can you find three wins on there, Femi, to even get halfway Man. or close to halfway to that? I can't find it. That's tough. I can't no. find it. So I think, and, and I think that's where Tomlin is going to have to do his best job to keep this team together. The one thing that you, you have a culture of winning there, absolutely they do and credit to Tomlin over those years, but also having consistency with Big Ben as the quarterback and the identity of that team. It used to be a, a very physical football team. It's not the same defense as years past either. Tomlin's biggest challenge is going to be able to keep this team and their mind right as they're losing because losing, yes, the culture of winning is, is solidified there with Tomlin as the coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but how does this team handle when they're losing? Because I think they're going to lose early, they're going to lose often, and that's going to be a whole different mind mindset for that culture because they're not used to dealing with that. They're not used to doing that. Where is this team going to be at? I mean, by the time you get to December, this is going to be a brutal schedule. Tomlin's going to have to do a masterful job to keep this team at, at 500. If not, I don't see how it happens. I think that's mm -hmm. way too high. I actually found an alternate out there for season win totals okay. for the Steelers sitting at six plus two dollars. I like that better. I can't find, even if they get to six, it's a push. All right, kiss your sister, you didn't win the bet, get your refund back. I can't find, I can't find six wins on this schedule. I, I like the two, the alternate at plus 200 better as far as under six is concerned.
No, it makes a lot of sense when you outline the schedule right there. And with the early portion of the schedule, I'm curious to know when we see Kenny Pickett, the Steelers' first-round pick, take yeah. over at quarterback. Because the reports out of Steelers camp are that Pickett has struggled, Trubisky has struggled, maybe Mason Rudolph has a chance to win this job, which I think back in April, if you told anybody that, they'd think that you were crazy. But that's a real thing that might happen here with this Steelers team. But the schedule at Bengals hosting Patriots at the Browns, you could easily be 0-3 after that three-game stretch. Do you think that we could see Pickett as early as maybe week four, home against the Jets? It could be. I mean, it's a first-round draft pick, right? It's quarterback. Mm -hmm. we got to see him, and that's how it is in the NFL nowadays. You don't just – there's no more holding the clipboard and waiting for the veteran. Not that there's a a veteran for him to learn behind here in (laughs) Pittsburgh. That would have been the case if it was Big Ben still there, but they wouldn't have probably drafted a quarterback in the first round with Big Ben there. But this fact here that – yeah, they're, get them out there. What we got to see what we have. I don't know if it's in week four. I think for Pittsburgh, it's going to be rushing the football and it's going to be leaning on their defensive front to to keep them competitive in games on the other side of the of the other side of the ball. But yeah, eventually, that schedule is going to wear them down, and the losses are going to pile up. And it's like, all right, now we're going to let's see him. Let's see him out there. Now, is it after the bye week? Depending on where they're sitting, are they sitting? You know, two and six at that point, maybe one and seven at that spot, maybe so um but does that now it only increases your yeah that it limits your wins even more so with Pickett. and of course he's going to struggle it's a young quarterback coming mm-hmm. in and you know he wasn't highly thought of to begin with so yeah no no uh, not uh, it doesn't concern me I, well let's not say this doesn't surprise me that all three are struggling I, I think with Canada running the offense I think there's always question marks with some of his play calling over the last few years definitely saw some that was Big Ben and I wonder also Femi how many times did Big Ben get the call I mean like hell no we're not running that I'm changing <laughs> the play myself here's what we're running and he's a veteran he can do that yeah. these quarterbacks are going to have to have their hand held and it makes sense why Mason Rudolph might be the one leading just because he's familiar with the system that's that's the only advantage he has having been there already yeah I think this is offensively this is going to be I'm sure there's things out there we probably talked about in the past teams to score the least amount of points in the NFL Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be one of those teams fighting for that crown this year yeah, the Steelers, they might be a team to bet on during the preseason because of this quarterback competition they have with the three guys, Trubisky, Rudolph, and Pickett. But once we get to the actual regular season, I'm not sure how many times I'll be on the Pittsburgh Steelers. But then again, Mike Tomlin is an underdog, the best underdog coach since he took over as a Steelers head coach in 2007. Uh, we got a few minutes left here. want to run through some of these other ones. we got four more win totals I want to throw off of you here, James. Cowboys win total at 10.5. You hinted at it earlier when we were talking about the Eagles. My guess is you think that 10.5 is is a little too high for America's team. <laughs> I do. Well, just because not only because of the target that that star is, but the schedule again, starting off, it's going to be a challenging schedule to begin with. But beyond the schedule, I just think this is a team that we've seen the identity change for the Cowboys over the last few years when it was feed Zeke and the offensive line and one of the most powerful run blocking offensive line in all of football. And now it last year it would just spreading the offense and throwing it all over the field. Well, you don't have the same receiving core anywhere close to what that looked like from last year. And they've already had some injuries to the depth for that offense for, for the receiving core through training camp as well. It's CD lamb. And I don't know who else at this point, Femi. So, and they're not going to be able to run the football nearly as effectively as they have in years past with a lot of transition on that offensive line as well. And I know, I know Parsons was a tremendous get for them and he's a fantastic player. I love him on the field. I love his moxie off the field as well. 
very humble kid, great humility and great mm-hmm. leadership qualities that he brings. But, yeah, that secondary leaves a lot to be desired. I think Dallas is going to struggle. I, that season win total, I can't find it. I, I don't see anywhere that they come anywhere close to replic- replicating last year's success that they had, at least during the regular season. Yeah, a lot of questions early on for that wide receiver core. We're going to find out pretty soon as they take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Cincinnati Bengals in the first two weeks here. Their Texas counterparts, the Houston Texans, win totals at four and a half. Is this too high or maybe it's too low? I say it's probably too low. Uh, you get to play Jacksonville twice, and the Houston mm-hmm. again will be that team. And we've saw we saw it in Tennessee last year. There's other games. They had a big upset at home. I forget who that was. And the Chargers. By and, uh, yes, and New England was very fortunate to win down there. I think it was in overtime. They were very fortunate to win mm-hmm. that game. The, this the benefit of the the Houston Texans being a bad football team. They'll be the look ahead spot and the flat spot for a number of teams this season. I think they can find themselves to what is four and a half. I think they can find five wins out of that schedule. Also, there are some positive. Reports out of Houston about Davis Mills. He's looked crisp during training camp. Brandon Cooks, some of the beat reporters have said that nobody's been able to cover him. But then also Derek Stingley Jr., their first-round draft pick, has looked outstanding as well. We'll continue the last two win totals and also new QB. Who it is next on Betting Across America. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. So sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by none other than BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside James Salinas out in Colorado. James, we'll continue up with the too high, too low here. Win totals in the NFL. We've got two of them left, starting with the DMV, the Baltimore Ravens. Ten and a half is the win total. Is this too high or too low? Yeah, probably just because there's so many players coming back from injury and a lot of moving pieces with this roster and, mm-hmm. you know, from the – the amount of injuries they had, we've, we're still hearing a number of players haven't been able to get on the playing field or the practice field during camp for the for the Ravens. And we talked about culture. We were talking about Mike Tomlin in the last segment and the culture of winning that he's established there for you know close to two decades with the Pittsburgh Steelers and maybe not quite as long for Harbaugh there in Baltimore. But the, the same kind of mindset that – Regardless of where we're at and the attrition that we have in this roster, you put that uniform on, you strap on that helmet that has that Raven on it, and we expect you to get out there and be absolutely Mm -hmm. more physical than your opponent and be competitive that way. And we saw it through until the last few weeks of the season where just the attrition really just kind of wore the Ravens down. Such a competitive effort week in and week out, even though they were so shorthanded, unlike any other team in the league. But I'd say probably under, and we can dig into the schedule, but just from a personnel standpoint, it's just too many question marks. When you have guys coming back, whether it's ACL, Achilles, all these different season-ending injuries. Sometimes it, it not only does it take longer for your body to get back out there and compete at the at the level and the speed that the NFL requires you to be competitive, but also it it 
manifests, those injuries start to manifest themselves elsewhere in those bodies. And I just need to see it first. I think they're definitely mm-hmm. a contender. It's why I made the bet. We talked about that earlier in the AFC North between them and Cincinnati. I really don't know which one wins the division, but I like both of them to come in in some capacity at first or second. Uh, but for the Ravens to get to 11 wins, that's going to be a struggle because I just don't trust all these guys coming back from injury and being able to play at full strength of the, the way they were previously before they got banged up. Yeah, and looking at the schedule, it feels like they're going to be favored in quite a bit of games early on mm-hmm. because at the Jets right now, they're six-point favorites. Against the Dolphins at home, I believe the look-ahead number on that is around four, four-and-a-half, pending where you shop. At New England, that seems like a pick to me, but maybe they're slight favorites, one point, maybe one-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. Uh, home for the Bills, another one to where it's probably going to be a pick or one-and-a-half, nothing that's too crazy. I believe they'll be favorites against the Bengals at the Giants' favorites, home for the Browns' favorites. The first time they'll be an underdog is probably week eight at the Buccaneers would be my guess there. I think that's a Sunday night football game as well. So Brady in primetime, definitely he'll be the favorite in that one. At the Saints, which I think is a Monday night game, I would imagine the Ravens are two and a half to maybe three at the most favorites there in New Orleans with that home field advantage. So the Ravens have some decent uh, situational spots here, um, at least from a favorite standpoint. But like you mentioned, those injuries that they're coming back from, it's a lot of guys that were just banking on returning to their 2020 form to which maybe that's not the case. And they've improved themselves in the draft, too. It's just The offensive line is probably my biggest concern. We don't know when Ronnie Stanley's going to be back, so they'll be able mm-hmm. to play at the left tackle position. He, I don't think he's been out there uh, for camp either. The, back, the running back situation is still a big question mark. You mentioned the schedule here. Being favorites, most likely, of those handful of games to start the season. I think the bye comes at a great time. You look at where that bye comes in, because that is going to be the grudge match against Cleveland in Week 7, and then a short week to have to travel to Tampa on that Thursday night game, and then playing another primetime game down in New Orleans. You're going to come off of three straight, highly physical football games with Cleveland, the defense. Tampa Bay, that defense is, I'd love the defensive line. That's one of, it's going to be one, to me, Tampa, I think, is a top five defense when all their starters are healthy out Mm -hmm. there. Same thing with New Orleans. That is pretty grueling, but you get the bye week right after that. That's a great time to lick your wounds there, week 10. And then you get to come off the bye week at a couple JV games against Carolina and Jacksonville (laughs) to get yourself right for the final part of the season. I, 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 I think Baltimore is, well, they have nowhere else to go but up when it comes to being healthy, but I just always have concerns from guys being healthy and being able to regain their form, like you said. So it wouldn't be a bet I'd want to make. I don't want to bet against them, because I love Harbaugh as a coach, and the identity yeah. and the culture is intact there, regardless of who straps on that uniform, but injuries are always a key, and we have to. We know we factor that, and it is a big factor into our handicap. As the season goes along for each and every team, it makes it even tougher when you have to factor that in to all the injuries for this team from last year, having to start off the season factoring injuries in, and can they perform at the same level prior to the injury? Well, let's take a look at their DMV counterparts, the Washington Commanders. Win total set at seven and a half. Too high or too low, James? I don't like Washington at all. <laughs> uh, the, the, for the commies here, and I'll, I think you know, I'll just continue to call that until Dan Snyder sells the team. And what a wreck he's been for—he's a disaster. Two decades plus, uh, totally. 
totally. It's just a complete debacle with him as the owner. And talk about integrity of the game. And the NFL botches this all the time, where yeah, we'll, we'll keep got to maintain the integrity of the game and and suspend Ridley for an entire year for betting a couple nickels on some dumb in-game parlay stuff. Well, you know, or same game parlay. I'm not going to advocate for those either. So that's not going to happen here. But <laughs> but that's to protect the integrity of the game. But now, nah, not for ownership being misogynistic. We, we won't even go on that tangent as far as ownership is concerned. Yeah. Let's just go to the roster. Let's just go to the roster. And I think for the first couple of years for Rivera, having to change the culture from that team, from everything that was going on, the dysfunction of the ownership and on down the line as far as front office is concerned, I think he did a great job, especially the through the pandemic. But now the reality sets in that you have Carson Wentz here, and Carson Wentz is not going to be a quarterback that I'm going to trust to make good decisions. We know mm-hmm. the talent is there as far as the skill set. Now he's gone through a lot of injuries too, and I think that has obviously really hampered his ability to, to compete at the level that he wants to, but he still wants to play like he was the guy coming out fully healthy, and he's not. And those ma- those injuries manifest elsewhere physically. I think they also manifest psychologically for Carson Wentz too, always trying to be playing the the, the home run card on each and every play. I don't think it works out there for him. It hasn't worked out in the Indianapolis cut bait quickly. Knew that wasn't going to be, that wasn't going to work out for that team. Well, I don't see why that changes here with Washington. And obviously the strength of that team is going to be the defensive front. And we'll see, we'll see when young actually comes back fully healthy. He's already said he's not going to be there for week one. It's going to take him some time to regain his strength, but it's a great, uh, it's, uh, I like the corner spot, but I really like the defensive line, but they're going to have to rely on the rushing game. And I know they've got some talent at the receiver position, but the, the, the wild card is Wentz. And I think that's a wild card. You just throw back in the deck and say, what else do we got? When does Taylor Heineke get back onto the field and give her a better chance to win? Because he, at least he's not making bad decisions with the football like the way Wentz will. Is Ron Rivera on the hot seat? Because to me, it almost like he took over in 2020, then that pandemic season, and they won the division. But let's be honest, they won the division because Dak Prescott snapped his ankle in half. The Cowboys would have probably won that division if not uh, for that taking place there. Because Washington, I believe they were 7-8-1 and one, or somewhere around there. They were a below 500 team winning that division in 2020. And then last year we saw what happened to them. They were a bad football team again. This year, now with Carson Wentz at quarterback, bless his heart for putting his faith into Carson Wentz. But this schedule, it can get off to a rocky start early, and it doesn't get that much better later. Do you think Rivera, if things go south quickly, do you think he could be a potential first coach fired? Uh, yeah, I don't know about first coach fired, but I don't know what the the Mets or the um, uh, sorry, I'm looking at the Mets game here, watching Odorizzi <laughs> getting tagged again. Man, he's, he's dripping. We know what side he. He was like, why did I bet on myself today? I'm sweating out this bet. I'm never going to make five innings today. That kid in that Selena's kid in Colorado is going to win that bet. But so sorry for the distraction. We're Are talking about the Washington football team, but I think for Rivera, you know, he's just had to deal. I, I would hope not because I, I think he's had to deal with so many things off the field that he had mm-hmm. to correct and be the buffer, right? He's like that middle management guy. Everybody thinks he makes all these decisions when really it's ownership making decisions. He's yeah. but he's got to be the buffer between management with management with ownership and the players, you know, and, and having to, to keep them focused with all the distractions that goes on from there. I think there's issues with Jack Del Rio in that locker room with his team as well and the little dust up that happened a couple of years ago at the Capitol that he's got to try to walk back now. I just... <laughs> 
you know, I don't. It's just a lot of things that had it for Rivera that had nothing to do with football and the X's and O's on the field that he's had to deal with. I hope not for that sake. I think he's been very composed, and he is definitely a guy that is going to be a straight shooter with his players. So I, I, I think his players greatly respect him for that. But potentially, just because I think this is a team that not going to be successful, and I think back to the season win total, you said seven and a half, correct? Yep. Seven and a half. Yeah, I can't. I don't find eight. There's no way I'm betting the the, the Washington Commies to go over seven and a half wins. So to recap, you like the under on Bucks Bills at 11 and a half, under on the Jags, under on the Jets, over on the Eagles, under Steelers, under Cowboys, under Ravens, under Commanders, over Texans. We're betting against human achievement on betting across America. Come back hour three to start it on the other side. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.